This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will drive Yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. What happened? What happened? You didn't say anything. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you oh, didn't oh, yeah. Whoops. I forgot to introduce myself. I was thinking about... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Wait, you Should cannot, I leave this in? You could not cut that. You literally just forgot to say your own <laughs> name. <laughs> and then you were like... <laughs> okay, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Shh. shh, shh. Lindsay, shh. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. <laughs> and this is... <laughs> That's what you were doing. <laughs> How can you not sing along? I'm on the deep end, watch as I die. Wait, you be Bradley Cooper. We're far from the shadow now. I don't even know the word. What is it? We're far from the shadows? No, it's the shadow. Okay, the cats are screaming, I think, Wait, because of A Star is Born. Is it? Did you we're, hear them? We're, yeah. Stop it! <laughs> They're fighting. Wow, we're seems far like from, the cats listen, are not listen, into Lindsay, we're only movie. hearing bits and pieces of this metaphor, but yeah. the opening is she's off the deep end. Right, got that. She's diving into the deep end. Got that. But they're together. They're far from the shallow now. So like they're oh, together. Oh, the shallow. The shallow. So we're, we're far from the shallows now. The shallow. The shallow. So it's like, it's like they're in the deep end, but they're together, you know? Okay, I think right. that's sort of what it is. Like yeah. they're, they're dealing with some problems, but at least they're together. That's but they're far from the shallow. Beautiful. But that's fine. That's beautiful. We're far from the shallow now. Although, to be fair, we have not heard the rest of. To be fair, this is only a, a ten-second clip, so we really can't say really anything. Okay, so now that I'm done spraying my cats for fighting, now they look so sad. I'm sorry, guys. Um, sorry, they don't like Gaga. It's fine. I mean, not everyone. It's not everyone's taste. Did you see that album is now uh, available for pre-order? So all the the entire track list is there. Did you pre-order it? No. It'll be on Spotify. <laughs> Although I kind of wanted to just as a bit, but I don't need to. It's, it's an expensive bit. It's, an ex- it's $11.99. Okay, not that so, expensive. So can I expense it? Can I put it on the company card? Can I do that? No. No, I won't do that. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> the best thing you about... You can still write it off, but you can't okay, put it on the company card. So the best thing about... Oh, God, they changed it. Already. Oh, God, the Lady Gaga fans are so on the ball. The genius version called it The Shallow, but it has since shallow. been updated to Shallow because that's what it is. Um, wow. But they have the lyrics, but only the lyrics that are in the trailers. I know you. Says, I know you. <laughs> if you go to like genius.com. There's just like two lines. Lady, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper Shallow Lyrics. It says Shallow Lyrics. Produced by Mark Ronson, album As Far As Born, original motion picture soundtrack. And you got the photo of the soundtrack. And then it says Snippet. Ah, <laughs> and then brackets lady gaga i'm off the deep end watch as i dive in i'll never meet the ground and then brackets lady gaga bradley cooper we're far from the shallow now <laughs> the one the one annotation because you know genius the one annotation is 
This song is for the upcoming film, A Star is Born. It features soulful vocals from Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Love it. There, Love it. There's one comment three months ago. Her voice, heart. And then um, there have been eight contributors to this particular page somehow. All you. And it has had 16,577 views. Perfect. All me. Perfect. Wanting to know what that last <laughs> lyric is. I can't stop We're thinking about this LA Times article in which it reads that when Bradley Cooper was directing Lady Gaga and he wanted her to like have a loving feeling, he said Tony. He whispered Tony, Tony to her because of like Tony them. Bennett. Because of a them. That's... Amazing. They were very. They became very close. I Trust mean, they me. Were, I mean, they I were. They were cheek to cheek. cheek. <laughs> Trust me, I was cheek to cheek with. They cheek were to cheek, cheek to cheek. They were cheek to cheek. Okay. And Tony is a huge inspiration to her. We need to move on from our we don't. Oscar One campaign second. One for second. a star. The reason that we're bringing it up, the most important reason, is that now we've we've discussed. We know that. Uh, part of the fabric of the Who Weekly identity, at least for award season 2018 slash 2019, is that first man is our nemesis. First man is what we're rooting against. We don't like it. We don't like it. What are we rooting for? A star star is born. born. I mean, what else are we rooting for? Um, What else is there? I don't know. To root for? I don't know. What else is there? It's like we like Tully. We like Black Panther. Is Carol getting a sequel? Can I? There's no Carol two. What else did we like? Did is Mamma Mia two going to be nominated? Mamma Mia two. We like Mamma Mia two. I will we honestly. Like crazy Rich Asians, but will that win anything? Who knows? It could. Maybe popular, the new popular Oscar or whatever. Michelle Yeoh supporting actress could be fun. There's something about rooting for A Star Is Born that is even beyond just rooting for a movie that I like. That you, that, yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it has, it's what it represents. It represents literally like high camp and yes. like true art. You know, it is <laughs> everything. You know, it yeah. is truly perfect, and it also like kind of honors the legacy of Barbara Streisand in a small way, which and I Judy love. And Judy Garland. And just like that entire shit show of a... Mm. of a f- And we've been following franchise. this... We've been following this movie for literally years. Decades. Even on even. the podcast. Even Before on the podcast. Before I was even born, it was somehow faded. Before Gaga was cast, we discussed it. So. I know. Oh my God, you're right. Even when it was just Bradley Cooper, I was yeah. like, this is an icon. Because he tried film. to get Beyonce, then he couldn't. Mm. Da, 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 da. Now mm. we can start the show. It's who's there. We got Collins. Uh, it's kind of a big show, isn't it? it? I don't know. You tell me. Sure. It's sort of a big show. Let's I think every show is a big show, but yeah, I'm biased. That's true. Oh. Okay. Um, let's begin. Let's begin right in the deep end, because as we usually say about who's there, we're far from the shallow now. Stop it. We're far from the shallow now. Did you guys hear that David Pecker has apparently flipped on Trump? He's been doing catch and kill for Trump for decades. This is going to be huge. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Let's get political. Well, just quickly, just a quick update. Uh, Interesting things happened uh, last week with this Pecker-Trump situation and AMI and National Enquirer. What I love about this is that David Pecker turns out to be ju- turned out to be just evil in general. He's not like Team Trump or Team anyone. It turns out he's just terrible. So it's right. like he follows. They basically indicted him to uh, testify in this case. In this um, the the case that's going. What is the case that the they're Mueller investigation? For? Whatever. And yeah, obviously. what's the case? <laughs> but there's okay. like specific parts of it. Like there was a part of this that they. This they basically were calling him into it, and then he got out of it by 
giving up more information, essentially. Yeah, he, he got immunity by saying, I will talk about anything. And right. he apparently, allegedly, I guess, no, maybe confirmed, had a safe in his office filled with all of his, you know, catch and kill stories and other damning information about not just Trump, other people, but he kept it in his office. Like he well, kept it in a safe and people was... knew about it. And it was sort of a power play because he was like, I have all of this accessible at any time. So like, dare me, you know? Right. It, and it had nothing to do with protecting Trump. He was just like, yeah. hey, man, like, I'll do whatever to get out of this bad yes. situation. Also, the other funny thing was when that clip came out of Trump that we played on the show of Trump kind of saying stuff about it, he mm-hmm. kind of says, what if David Picker gets hit by a car? Like, that's what he he thinks. Huh. Did you you hear that right? Like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. they're talking and they're like, we should buy all of his stuff, you know, just in case. And he's like, yeah, I mean, he could get hit by a car. <laughs> so it's, yeah. like, it's like, you know, what does that actually th- mean? There's Who knows? no That's up to the courts to decide, right? So there there's no um, loyalty here. So no. I guess we're just what the update was essentially was like he's not doing anything good. Let, let's come on, yeah. let's not lie. But, but per per Rachel Maddow, what's fun about this? As oh, as far yes. as I understand it, tell me, Rachel. Um, as far as I understand it, what's which I guess is obvious, but I didn't... The the distinction is very obvious. But um, what's interesting about immunity deals specifically is that when you have immunity deals, you can't not talk about... Like, you can no longer plead the fifth about anything. When you have immunity deals, you have to answer everyone's questions. So he's going to answer all the questions. Uh, Which is great. Um, And it's great because this guy works in paperwork. So you know he has all the docs. He has everything. not that we need to tie it back to, you know, who weekly and stuff, but I feel like the potential consequences or like implications of this are pretty extreme in terms of just us leaving national choir and leaving political news out of it. Like what will this do to us weekly? You know, I mean, think of like what happens to AMI and if something happens to AMI, what happens to us us weekly? well, think about catch and kill on like a lower level too, you know, a much mm-hmm. lower level than like Trump. It's yeah. it's all just, I mean, there are so many ways to keep stories from mm-hmm. you, the consumer, and to cover things up. I mean, we just wrote about on our weekly slate column, go check it out, the weird Justin Timberlake uh, publicist piece in Us Weekly that came out of nowhere, made no sense, uh, for some reason just appeared there. And we were like, why is this in Us Weekly? Who is Mm -hmm. leaking? Like, who put this here, you know? and put this here and why did they put it here? There are so many reasons. I mean, everything from favors to trade-offs to kind of, Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. It's like, you really don't know what you're reading. This is all, this is, the man at the top of Us Weekly is involved in this huge political scandal and literally has a safe filled with dirt on celebrities. That's sort of the joke. That's like your your comical interpretation or your imagined version of what it's like at the top of the gossip industry chain. But it's like, that's what it actually is. He literally also, has a safe filled with celebrity secrets. He can trickle down the different degrees of celebrity news throughout all of his publications. Mm-hmm. Like He can put pieces different places and do mm-hmm. different things where they interact with each other, the mm-hmm. gossip. It's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, it is kind of a bad, it's pretty bad, you know? It's like, bad. we're in a bad situation. I was just sent footage of David Pecker on his way to go testify, and it's really weird. Why? Just listen to this. Stop, I fucking, I hate you. Are you gonna do this every time? <laughs> also, who would send you footage? Who would also, send it doesn't you... make any sense. What a bad <laughs> joke. Also, who would send Here's you footage, footage of David, David Pecker on his way to court. Oh, 
my God. Stevie Nicks is only following 16 people on Instagram, and one of them is Tori DeVito. Why? So, wait. Remind me again who Tori DeVito is. We talked about her this week. Oh, God. Lindsay, don't make me Is do she this. Chicago so Med or Chicago PD? Okay, that's a good question. I was going to quiz you on it. She's Chicago Med. Okay, and she's a woman. And she's dating Chicago PD, and she's a woman. And she was on um, Vampire Diaries. She was on Vampire Diaries, and she was on One Tree One Hill. One Tree And Hill. she was on Pretty Little Liars. Wow, what a trifecta, honestly. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I'm like blown away. Okay, and yes. the best part about this question is that a simple Google will reveal the first part of this answer, which I mm-hmm. found by just literally Googling. We never, um, we never talked about her dad, though. Do you know who her dad is? Well, let's wait. Let me just start. So Tori okay. DeVito is in a Stevie Nicks music video, right, called Moonlight. Yes. It makes sense on one level because she's Vampire Diaries, but it doesn't make sense because it's like, how would Stevie Nicks even know Tori DeVito enough mm-hmm. to get her in the video? She it's does a, play the violin. She's not miming the violin. She plays the violin. I'm just saying, like, it's a there's a line of ten people that also play the violin and like have <laughs> vampire adjacent things happening to them that would come before yeah. Tori yeah, DeVito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If Stevie Nicks like did a Google or asked a friend, right? But Bobby, no, yeah. that casting call is not a short day. Bobby went one step further and found the true answer to this, which, of course, is nepotism. <laughs> is nepotism. So Tori DeVito's mother is Stevie Nicks' best friend. Wow. Who's Tori um, DeVito's mother? Tori DeVito's mother is someone just named Mary DeVito. But <laughs> I I don't necessarily understand. Like, I don't know why they're best friends. But it makes sense because their family is music adjacent. So, um, her dad's name is Liberty DeVito. And he has been Billy Joel's drummer Forever, like forever. Um, so he's been like this sort of background state, like fixture in the music it's industry for a long time. It's funny because Mary seems like best friends with Stevie on a level that is so strange that no one really knows the origin. Like they could be very, 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 just very old friends because every mm-hmm. time, every link, if you search their names, it's just like her best friend, her best friend, mm-hmm. her best mm-hmm. friend, her best friend, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. One second before I before I Stevie move and her on. friend Mary DeVito. Because Stevie isn't Stevie from like New Mexico or no, she's from Arizona. I mean, they're very old friends. Like there are pictures of them in the seventies. Right. Um, I was just wondering wow. if they were maybe. God, imagine. If I was mom confirming was that the connection was not Brooklyn. Nicks. And the connection is not broken. No, I mean, so who these, knows something there are it photos of them. They're like, like they're look at this photo of. I mean, there's photos of them from going back decades. Decades. Yeah. Search their names together. And her dad is a musician, right? Yes, I just said that. Her dad is is a drummer. Sorry. He's okay. Been a, he's been a drummer for Billy Joel for a long time. He also drummed. Okay. For the wow. Carpenters. Tori DeVito. You don't have to get very far into it. Way more iconic than we ever knew. Yeah. Um, Glad we got here. It you know makes me feel like I should start watching Chicago Met. Uh, w- will right? you? And. Yeah. A lot of people call. A lot of people called in being like Chicago Justice sucked and like. <laughs> Yeah, like, it was canceled. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people t- called in about that. Also, a lot of people called in about something that we talked about a few weeks ago that people can't seem to get over, which is that a caller called and accidentally oh, thought Isla that Isla, Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher, oh my God, who's Who, Isla who Fisher? Uh, Isla Fisher. The caller said Isla Fisher instead of Amy Adams was interrupt sharp well, objects. We, we, we did notice, we just didn't like. But also, talk. we don't necessarily play the calls because we've already live. heard them. Before we start answering them, fun fact: How the sausage gets made. We we did just now, but because we've already we'll be like, heard oh, the call, we've heard so this call a million times. Let's just go. 
Right. Both of us have had heard we it been separately. paying more attention, we would have noticed it. But but I love that people were like, "How dare you not mention?" It's like that caller is on its own journey, and maybe they will one day learn that it is not. Also, maybe Fisher. we didn't mention it intentionally because we wanted to leave it up to you for, to notice, you know, right? Yeah, well, is you that, know. Is that, does that make sense? No, I don't know. I mean, the people called, so I'm just giving them. I'm just saying, yeah, thank oh you. Oh, my God. Okay. Next call. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Long time, long time. I want you to tell me who is Doja Cat. I saw her cow thing on Instagram, and I thought that was a one-off. But now BuzzFeed is calling her an artist which seems like a bit of a stretch to me. Anyway, who is she? Where did she come from? What's going on? Fill me in. How did I miss this? Love you. Good form, Bella Thorne. She, well, so she's been around for a second. Maybe not popular, but she's been around. She kind of popped up earlier this year, I would say, is when she really popped up like March-ish. Do you remember she got her a few, from then? No, I don't. I, okay. I don't at all. Okay. Um, but she, when she released her album, she got a few... Um, she got a few interviews and profiles and like your papers and your pastes and your like nylon, that sort of thing. Yes. Um, and it was like, oh, she's kind of cool. She's has sort of a unique sound. She's releasing this thing. So she is an artist. She is a she's doing a lot of the work, which makes you more interesting, can okay. make you more interesting. But um, let's cut to the chase. She released a song. She put like a kind of a joke song slash mm-hmm. real song called Moo. And the chorus mm-hmm. goes, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. And you can play a little bit of that here so you can understand. It is catchy. Bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat, I don't say meow. Bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. Her name is not, her full name is not Doja Kaz. It's Amala, Amala Lamini. Okay. And she's, 20, she's 22 years old. Uh, like her first album is called Amala. But yeah, okay, I didn't know about great. her until... I Bitch didn't I'm either. I didn't know about her until Bitch I'm a Cow. And usually, like, I've heard of, usually, yeah. maybe. And she so recorded she, yeah. it in her, like, house, in her bedroom over She definitely recorded it night. in front of one of those really good, the, the photo booth app, though, because you know how it, like, breaks mm-hmm. a little bit. It tries yeah. to make a green screen, then it breaks. Yeah. Um, very homemade, very it's charming. Fun. It It went, like, pseudo-viral, blah, blah, blah. For, like, I forgot day. about her very quickly after Me Bitch too. I'm a Cow. Me too, Until but then suddenly she after this caller called in, Doja Cat, <laughs> you know, went through what so many celebrities in the modern age go through. People started searching through their tweets for slurs and other profanity just to see like what popped up because she didn't delete her tweets when she got famous, which is rule number one. So they found her using the F word, a gay slur in a couple tweets regarding, I think, title the creator, right? Uh, like you guys are both F words. Okay. Um, when she realized that people were noticing her old tweets, her 2015 tweets, she tweeted just a regular tweet using text in Twitter. I called a couple people the F word when I was in high school, but she used the word again, which is like, yeah. okay, come on, girl. <laughs> when I was in high school in 2015, does this mean I don't deserve support? I've said the F word again. She used it roughly 15,000 times in my life. Okay. Just saying the F word mean you hate gay people. Do I hate gay people? I don't think I hate gay people. Gay is okay. Wait, this is so weird. It's like yeah. you dig yourself deeper into a hole with this. Usually the one act, the, the tweet itself is, you know, like one scoop of the shovel. This whole tweet is several scoops. It's like, not only have once. I said this word, I've said it 15,000 times in my life, roughly. And I'm saying it four times in this one tweet. <laughs> it's 
truly wild. After this dug her further into her hole, she started apologizing. We'll and never forget she, she got in trouble because, well, she got in trouble, but then the most iconic uh, re- re- a reply came from uh, gay activist Deborah Messing, yes. who retweeted her and wrote that she was outraged. How Deborah Messing found this tweet, how Deborah Messing got involved, how Deborah Messing showed up to the party, I don't I know. I think. I think the Will and Grace, I think Deborah Messing is probably like very involved with the Will and Grace writers and the and the younger people on the NBC set and they're currently filming. Like I feel like Deborah Messing is probably aware of what's going on in a certain way. Yes, but I and just never expected when it's, when it's Deborah gay Messing. shit like this, I bet it was brought up at work and she was like, Who is this? And then she immediately got outraged, right? I don't know. I think it's more I think it's more that Deborah Messing is really into Twitter and people were tweeting it at her or she saw it like in her Twitter sphere Mm -hmm. because she. Mm -hmm. Yes. But she she also has like a teen son who may have known what Doja Cat is. She's easily she could easily have been um, introduced to I'm a cow or moo by her son just via like I'm a parent who has teen kids. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways, Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing has an opinion, and that opinion is: use your fame and platform for good. It's a privilege. Fair. Okay, that's fair. a fair point. From okay, Deborah let's Messing. like speed up the story because I'm honestly already so bored. Let's she move on to her apologies. Apologized okay? again. Fascinating to me because she apologized in Notes app, but a horizontal Notes app, which I think was on her like from the laptop. I think yeah, I don't I don't know that it was necessarily horizontal from the iPhone to the iPad. I think she just used the, the notes laptop. app from iOS. And then iOS. she took a screenshot of the of iOS. That. And the, yeah. She apologized but sort of not really. Like she apologized really badly first, then she apologized again and it was a little better. Um but this is her last her last tweet was I apologize for the derogatory terms I've used in the past and no one should be discriminated against for their race, religion or sexual orientation. I love you and I hope to make more great music with you and in the future. Thank you. So now it's like TBD whether or not people will get over it. My hunch is that they will. I mean, I think it depends on what she does. This really good tweet from someone just has two screen grabs, which is her first tweet that says, I called a couple people the upvert, and then her Twitter apology, and they say, 15 minutes of fame really is 15 minutes these days, damn. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Literally, she was a cow, and then she was apologizing on Twitter. For saying one the minute, F word. One minute you're a cow, one minute you're saying the F word 15,000 times in your life or something and telling the us. The next minute Deborah Messing is mad at you. What a roller coaster. <laughs> Let's move on because this is boring now. Um, yeah, it doesn't like, it's not enough, there's not enough content before this to justify this rolling thing, you know? Azalea Banks at least created a lot of content (laughs) content before she crashed and burned. We're not talking about Azalea Banks, but Azalea Banks, final act, it's beyond. So just Google it. We don't want to. It's like the end of the prestige. (laughs) There's like, it's unbelievable. Like, (laughs) no, it really is. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who or them? Good form, Bellator. I love a simple call like this. Just, you know, it seems like this person just thought to themselves, hmm, I should call This and person ask. was either watching, do you think they're watching Third Rock from the Sun? Do you think they're watching 10 Things I Hate About You? Do you think, think they're watching 500 Days of Summer? You know what I think they were Don watching? Don Juan. That what? terrible movie where he was French and he walked on a wire. What was it called? Oh, the man walk. On a, man the on walk. A, the man on a wire movie where he was like, bonjour, croissant, and then he like walked on the wire. That was a terrible movie. I saw movie. that in 3D. Oh, what a terrible movie. 
Um, Did you I get mean, just vertigo? Watch the, just watch the documentary. Vertigo. The documentary is great. The documentary is one Bonjour, of the best movies it's I've me. ever seen. Jordan, you've Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You've seen the original Man on Wire, right? Yeah, it's great. But yeah. I'm just saying he is, you know, took it to the next level, really. Yeah. Nobody wanted um, the next level. Nobody nobody wanted, nobody needed the next level. I so. will say, not to defend The Walk right now, but it was very good 3D. Let's move on. Is he a who or a them? I them. say them. Yeah, I think so, too. He's a them. He's you know what a, he's good in um, when he plays... Mm, the hacker guy. What's that movie? Snowden? Yeah, that was pretty good. I never he's, saw it. He's a good Snowden. Who else was Snowden? Was it someone else Snowden? Oh, no, that was Julian Assange. Benedict <laughs> was Julian Assange. <laughs> I'm just saying, Joseph Gordon Snowden's pretty funny. It's better than him as a French guy. Okay, whatever. But I don't also, care. I really don't want to talk about as, him. He's good as that because that's kind of what he's always been, just like a, a nerd dude. He's a good mime. He's a good mimic. Pretty good, I will say. Okay, you just made fun of him for mimicking a French dude, so <laughs> I'm not sure he is. He's a good okay. mimic if he's mimicking if he he's a good mimic if he's mimicking someone who is like him. That's true. Hello, Weekly. Um, as I'm sure you and the rest of the world has heard, The Hills is set to return um, to our TV screens, and absolutely no one will be watching because it will not have Lauren Conrad and Kristen Cavallari, and not even uh, Brody Jenner has signed on yet. But I was wondering, um, who of the Hills cast, like, are any of them them, is really what I'm wondering. Is Lauren Conrad a them? Is Kristen Cavallari a them? I guess she's probably a them, due to her relationship with Jay Cutler and her own TV show, so... Maybe she's the dummiest of them all, but Lauren Conrad, like, boring. Like, hasn't been very active aside from writing books. Um, I don't, I think, Audrina Patridge, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's a, I think she's a who. And Brody Jenner, is he a who or a them? I mean, Spencer and Heidi, like, I don't really know what they are either, so I'm just kind of trying this all and trying to figure out who's a who, who's a them on the Hills cast. Thanks. Good for him, Bella Sword. We can talk about this because of just timing stuff, but mm-hmm. this announcement happened during the VMAs that the Hills is having a reboot. Um, and I I was excited because I thought, oh, the Hills is having a reboot. Everyone's coming back because Jersey Shore got a reboot and everyone came back. You know, mm-hmm. it, you just expect if you're going to do a reboot that you have the minimum amount of like you the main people, you don't, right? You don't greenlight the reboot unless everyone right. said yes. And then they were like, oh, you know, it's minus Lauren Conrad. Oh, it's minus Kristen Cavallari. Oh, Brody Jenner haven't, hasn't signed on yet. And it's like, okay, so you're rebooting the Hills with like the literally the, the C team even. Just, just mm-hmm. not even the... And you got you've got Spencer and you've got Heidi and I yeah but they can have Audrina. their own show like based on their lives now I don't need the Hills you know the the biggest get which is so strange is somehow Stephanie Pratt who's like now famous really in England famous. comes back and has like a plot line no mm-hmm. one cares about Audrina no one cares about People Justin tried Bobby about VH1 released that Audrina show and it was so bad no one no cares offense. about I worked there when it came out and it was oh awful. my god is what's her face really boring um coming uh the city the uh, oh, Whitney? Yeah. Whitney, <laughs> Whitney isn't on the list. Whitney is on the list. I'm sure. No, Whitney. She wasn't even asked. No, 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 no. I think if any, if she was asked, there's there's no proof of this, but if she was asked, she said no because Whitney recently was in the news like a month ago for saying that like the Hills ruined her life. 
Well, she well, was just like being on reality yeah. television put me in therapy, but the, will put me in therapy for the rest right, of my life. So I hated it. I hated it. I hated we're it. We're looking at a cast yeah. of of the literal bare bones. I mean, Jason Waller is he? I'm sure he'll show up. Like, who are even any of these people? So, which cast members do we think are who's in them? Like, are we know all those people we just mentioned are them?s Even Stephanie. I mean, even Spencer Pratt and Heidi. You mean our they're, who's? They're who's? They're Sorry, who's. they're who's. They're who's. Oh my God. Um, you were saying are all these and the, the people that are even maybe them's are such lower level them's that it, that really it count. might like, even be that they're who's like Lauren Conrad is still to me just not a very a very nostalgia piece. Yeah, I, I, I people like I feel like someone could call in and try to make a decent argument for her them status, but I don't I don't really see that happening. And Whitney's Heidi and Spencer, either. I guess, are like important if you were. You know, looking at the history of rea- of reality TV villains or something like they're always in those mm. lists. They're always on the top there. They're always mentioned and important. I just I don't know. I don't know. I still I think everything about I think their hooey uh, behavior da- drags them down. So yeah, it's like that's what I was going to say. If you were everything hitting them about, status, you're just dragged down. Everything about their careers, everything about the, what they do now and the type of coverage they get now is textbook who. Yeah. So it's it's really hard it's really hard to call them. I mean, listen to the quote that Lauren gave the article E about Mm -hmm. whether she was coming back to the show. Lauren is concentrating right now on her Coles line and her charity work, which she is very passionate about. A source told E news. She is the head designer of her Coles line and (laughs) has worked with them for 10 years, causing her to fly cross country several times a month for her work. So the reason why Lauren Conrad is not doing the Hills reboot is because she has a Coles line and she has to fly across the country, quote, several times a month. She can't feel the rain on her skin when she's feeling the coals on her skin, you know? <laughs> she can't feel the rain on her skin when she's feeling the air conditioning in the plane that she has to use to fly across the country several times a month for Kristen work. Cavallari has it down a little better because her video saying why she can't do it She has a show. Is- she has, she's like, oh, I have a show. I would love to. She and she sounds like she's got it on. Like yeah. Kristen Cavallari, no one's a bigger liar. But she's like, it's true. oh, my God. It's true. Oh, my God. I, I wish them the best. I wish I could do it. But I have my own show, which got renewed for a second season, by the way. Thank God. If, if you wanted to make, fun, t- make time to appear on that show, you could. Also, she wouldn't do it either way. Honestly, I don't need Elsie to be on the Hills reboot. Elsie was never that interesting to begin with. Sure, um, but I'm just, she at least was the centerpiece of all the drama that swirled. Yeah. And now I'm but just it's, curious. But, to have, but what I was going to say is, if you can't have one, you should at least have the other. And the fact that they don't have either is insane. It's just and funny they because... they don't have Whitney, who was, Whitney was always the sounding board for the true. two of them. Because she's so like, it's what like, did you do this weekend, Lauren? Yeah, that what was did the you most do iconic this weekend, thing Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you do this weekend? Lauren, Lauren, how was your weekend? What'd, what'd you do, you this, do weekend? this weekend? Um, and there's great, because they're already like, oh, they're filming it in LA, and there's a photo of... Audrina and Stephanie Pratt like kissing each other, like meeting up. The cheek, the cheek kisses. And it's yeah. just like, can you even imagine what this conversation is like? Hi, hi. I mean, it's just uh, I'm already bored watching this. I'm bored. Meanwhile, very Cavallari, good show, season finale, good finale. I'm not gonna say I agree with you, but they I'm... moved into their new house. Are in you Nashville. still watching this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's done. I watched it all. I thought you were going to give up. Um, They moved in. No, well, now it's become one of those things, just like all the things where you start watching it as a joke, but then you grow to earnestly like it. I know. That's you and Florabama. I won't say love it. Yeah. Florabama, me with Succession. Although, I'm not Mm. sure if I earnestly like Succession yet, but I'm four episodes in and it's like, whatever. I'm I'm holding strong in not watching Succession, I got to say. 
I have I more mean, willpower. I was you. texting you half the time we were watching Succession last night. Like mm. when I was texting you last oh, night. Oh, so clearly you were paying it attention. Was, Succession was on. Yeah, yeah, great. And I was like, which one is this? What did he do? <laughs> is Kieran Culkin gay? I can't tell. Is he? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, they're, I don't care because I'm They're don't want sort succession. of suggesting that he is, but I'm not sure. Okay. That's Moving fall. on. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I'm calling with a question about Burning Man. Um, so I kind of always thought that Burning Man was like a weird festival for like weirdos. Like the guy on that episode of Queer Eye who like oriented his entire life around like making art and going to Burning Man or whatever. But per my Instagram feed, it appears that like a lot of Victoria's Secret model types are now going to Burning Man. So I was just calling to see if you could explain when Burning Man became like a who thing and why also anybody would want to go to Burning Man. Um, Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, Burning Man. Here's the deal. Burning Man went from being hippies and weirdos to like Silicon Valley people and some celebrities and still weirdos around 2000 and something. Mid-aughts, mid-aughts, yeah. So we've already come out of the like stereotype of Burning Man being uh, like kind of hippies and stuff. Burners, hippies, hippie artists who, you know, want to see how they can live off the land. They're and, still there. Um, do performance art. They're still there. Absolutely. But because Burning Man, I think what I love about Burning Man. Well, Burning Man used to be about roughing it, and now Burning Man is about extravagance and well, that's what's money, so. no, that's what I love it because it. it I'm just gonna say it's kind of a really good way to show off your wealth because you really can do like luxury things in Burning Man mm-hmm. that are small but make a huge difference, and then mm-hmm. you can really set yourself like yeah. kind of above other people. And I, yeah. I honestly think that that like gives people a huge thrill. Yeah. You know, it's the true Beverly Hillsization of Burning Man. Right. It's it's just you have people who don't have showers for a week, and then you have Diddy who rolls in and is like, uh, "I brought my showers. I brought yeah, right." It's just it's there's a real stark comparison between yeah. the people who've done it for like thirty years and really rough it, and the kind of celebrities and tech entrepreneurs who've rolled in and just want to have like the experience of it. And so one of the so one of the things about it is that like the reason we know so much about Burning Man is two of our best friends go to Burning Man every year. Um, and love it and they love it and they're there now but one thing that's very interesting about it and one thing that's very central to the experience of Burning Man is that everything is communal so you might not be able to afford to bring everything or have space to bring everything you need and because of that you have to borrow it from other people so every camp is, is meant to yeah, provide kind of barter a, a thing or a service for everyone because there's no money allowed and so it's like oh well we won't have water to shower but there's like a shower tent where you can like perform chores in exchange for like one shower every couple days but these are just the I'm, real people who go up. to Burning Man like right, these not are real people. the actual but it's celebrities like if you are famous people. and money's not an object it you don't participate in no. that experience you no. just bring everything you need right and it's and these two sides of the coin coexist yeah but they're completely different experiences so like burning man is currently a place where like these two like hemispheres i guess are are around mm-hmm. and there's really it's it, they can they can coexist separately but it sort of seems like people are getting sick of it. Like people who've been going for decades are like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I think when you reach sort of like a tipping point where too many of those people leave, it's going to be unsalvageable, you know? Yeah. Because it's just going to be like Elon Musk wanting to go to an orgy, like in his own personal tent. Right. And so 
what's interesting too is that there's no cell phone service there, or oh, yeah, at least so you can't see. So you, yeah. there's no like photos. Unless you like, bring a cell phone well, tower, which I'm funny, sure someone it's else like, could. You know, during Coachella, you'll like see all the photos from Coachella. You're like, who's at Coachella? This person's at Coachella. Da da da. Yeah. For Burning Man, you have to wait until after almost to get the photos mm-hmm. of the celebrities at Burning Man typically, because yeah. you they don't have service. Every typically. once in a while, like I remember last year when Lala and Stephen would like occasionally have service every few days they would have service. And so you would get like one, you know, little yeah. sliver of something. Yeah. Um, but it's not until they leave that they get to post all the photos. So in a couple weeks, we're going to see all the photos from Burning Man and see everything that happened. Yeah. But uh, the last thing I wanted to say is about Burning Man is that as far as I know, there are no, there are no real rules regarding what you can and cannot bring outside of like, you know, drugs and firearms are very secret about trash. that. They have police trash. You have to, you can bring whatever you want. You just have to take it back. So it's mm-hmm. like these rich people can bring all the showers and porta potties and food that they want and booze. They, they just, just pay someone to take and it back. And if you're rich, you pay someone to do it all. Yeah. Um, and that's all it is. And so, so it's just it's just like next level Coachella. If you're wondering mm-hmm. what kind of celebrities go mm-hmm. and whatever, then you have kind of tech elements. So you have like your Carly Clauses also yeah. on top of kind of the Coachella uh, devoted th- types. And the other thing we didn't mention is that most people, people who go there because they really love it, stay there the entire time or at least most of the time. A lot of celebrities that you will see here and who will post photos first, who will post photos early, they're not like there the Carly whole time. Clauses, they go for one day and they leave and they post photos of it. Yeah. You know? But like, I haven't you just seen have to buy any. a ticket and tickets you, are expensive. Have you seen any? I haven't seen any yet. Okay. Because no. I was looking, no. I was like, I think they browsing. go. I, I think people who are going to go one and done go after it's a little more established. Like this weekend, Labor Day weekend, people will go and take photos. You think so? Yeah. Okay, well, and I'm then Monday, Monday, it. Monday, Tuesday, we'll see some. 2016 you know, was a big year. That was like Katy Perry yeah. went, uh, Paris Hilton went, or whatever. I remember seeing Carly Kloss went. Them. Susan yeah. Sarandon went. God. Oh my God, what a nightmare. Um, Anyways, we should move on because. Yeah, it's let's like move on. But it is really interesting. Burning Man 101. Hi, who Weekly. Um, it's me again. My dog, Papa Stop. Um, uh, so I'm watching The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Don't ask. Um, but I feel like they kind of thought that this franchise was going to be like a Harry Potter type of thing. And I don't recognize any of the people in it, to be honest. So I guess essentially they're all who's. But I was calling to see, like, maybe... Are any of them thems now? Like, are they all still who's? Do we know? Like, what's going on with them? Like, is C.S. Lewis still writing? I mean, maybe. Anyway, okay. Good form, Bells are Bye. My favorite category of call is is when you choose to spend two minutes calling us instead of Googling something. Like, oh, what an... What a, honor and a privilege <laughs> to answer all these questions that like you could just google c.s lewis and find out that he died he not only like, died not but only he, he died, died like, he died in so 1963 yeah no but i just liked the uh, just like is he still writing maybe i don't know like yeah, maybe a great call though a good call because honestly i forgot but about there's the truth in this movies. call there's truth yeah there's here. so much truth there's they so much thought truth. lion rich in the wardrobe was gonna be like a harry potter thing they, they did. really did or a lord of the rings and, thing they wanted the, it and the first one did make a boatload of money, but then there was, like, diminishing returns after that. Um, but me looking at the cast after this call is really funny because the only names I recognize are, like, in the tail end, and it's kind of, like, not the main cast. It's, it's your Tilda legacy. and James McAvoy it's, and yeah, Jim it's your, Broadbent. It's your, it's your anchor cast members. Tilda, James McAvoy, Jim Broadbent, and Liam Neeson. Isn't oh, Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson the lion? Yeah, I think. 
and I don't, I never really watched this. Yeah, he's the lion. Liam this Neeson is like, is the lion. this movie is oh, so not for me. Like, this is one of the, no. this is the one of the most this not for me This movie came out movies. while I was in college, and yeah. I was like, I'm, I've am i outgrown this. No. I was like, isn't that a Christian book? Because I'd it always, is. it is, but I'd always yeah. like just known that for some reason, that it was a Christian yeah. book. Um, um, yeah, but none of the kids, you're right, none of the kids really went on to do anything. No, their or... names, their names are so funny. William Mosley, Anna Popplewell, Skander Keynes, and Georgie Henley. Like, who are I mean, they're cute. You? I mean, these are like little British kids, right? I mean, I'm not cl- yeah. I refuse to click on them and find out if they've done stuff. Maybe they have. I'm sure one of you will call and be like, Skander Keynes is my favorite <laughs> actor or, so, you know, something. No. And, I, and I respect no. you, but I really don't think so. No, none of them. None of them did anything else. My favorite, my favorite filmography is Scander Keynes because his filmography is The Chronicles of Narnia: The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Chronicles of Narnia: Prince Caspian, The Chronicles of Narnia: The Voyage of the Dawn Trader. Like, excuse me. When and then was the extraordinary wait, the extraordinary adventures of G. A. Henty in Freedom's Cause. Great. And then it says notes under this one, and the notes says an audio drama. Oh, okay, sure. I do I remember. Think of Weekly as an audio drama. Wasn't um, James Mac? Well, we are audio, and we do cause a lot of drama. Wasn't James McAvoy? He had the um, the deer feet in this. He was like a half man, half. Yeah, he's a fawn. He was hot. I remember thinking that was hot for me. Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, and people were like, Mr. Tumnus is like not a hot character, but I'm really like kind of hot. Anyways. Oh, that's interesting. I'm seeing, I'm looking at this photo of him. Hold on, I'm googling oh. Mr. Tumnus right now. Let me see if I was just crazy. Hmm. Mr. <laughs> Tumnus. I mean, there's definitely. Are you Are you agreeing? There's with definitely. Me? I'm not saying I I'm agreeing with you, but like I. Oh, okay. This is. I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I could see maybe that's like oh that's cute, but that's not like that's not like hot. Like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't hot. <laughs> That's the wrong word. He was not hot. I don't know what I was thinking. Also, I James McAvoy has recently like he's, been bulking up. He's so hot. It's, it's very alarming. Not alarming. What do you it's mean? jarring because his body is completely different. Yeah, he's a hunk now. He was he's always like roided. Roided. This is not slander because I'm just saying that he looks roided. I'm not saying he's taking steroids, but he has the body. Wow, are you accusing James McAvoy? That I feel McAvoy like could best be of... described as roided. It's just so, it's everything is so big. The neck is big. The shoulders are okay, big. Everything's all big. All right, we get it. You're horny for James McAvoy. No, but then there's this. I'm just saying it's the polar opposite of him as a deer. <laughs> like, oh, we need a gentle British fellow to play a deer. I know, and now No he's one would call hug. James McAvoy to play a gentle deer. You know what changed it? What was the movie he did with Angelina Jolie where he had to- Wanted. F- yeah, that's what, that's was- Wanted. I think that that's when he started turn. bulking and he was like, I'm obsessed with that this. That was the turn. And him as that scary um, M. Night Shyamalan movie guy. Yeah, Glass. And then he did it again. So he bulked up again for the sequel to that. Can't wait. I love it. What a hunk. Get him which back. Which is the sequel to both. You know. Which is the sequel to both Split and Unbreakable. Let's because it has reboot all of um, Lion, Rich, and the Wardrobe and then get him back in that outfit. And he'll be like a hunk, but he'll also have the, the goat feet. <laughs> Lindsay like barges into <laughs> Disney. Here's your problem. <laughs> this wasn't a hit because the deer wasn't a hunk. I mean... At least we can agree that C.S. Lewis is dead. <laughs> and has I mean, been. We're, we're agreeing on everything in this episode. Okay. We agree that James McAvoy was not a hunk in Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> he is a hunk now. Okay. And C.S. Lewis is dead. We're also agreeing that if he were to come back and do another line there with wardrobe spinoff as himself, as a hunk, spin-off. as Mr. Tomness, he would be hot. God. Okay. We're done with this episode. <laughs> um, thank God. 
So <laughs> rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please join our Facebook group and join join the conversation. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us where else, Lindsay? You said all the things. That's everything, really? You said Instagram. You said Twitter. You said yeah, uh, Facebook, Facebook group. Yeah. You said rate and review us on iTunes. You said read yeah, our, a, our column on Slate.com, which yeah, will be out say, tomorrow. Do you mean I did a good thing? I did a good thing? Okay, relax. Don't take it, don't take it that far. Okay, just like, I feel like this, this is how I feel when Lindsay compliments me. So, as always, keep listening after the credits for Call You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie. And we will see you after Labor Day weekend. So, I guess Tuesday? Or should we move it to Wednesday again? <laughs> Whatever. Let's, let's, let's decide, decide now. Let's decide on air. Oh. Let's surprise you. No, let's just, let's, let's just not decide on air. Okay. This well, is... you're getting it either Tuesday or Wednesday. You're going to get um, it. It's going to show up. It just, you know. We... There's just a chance that come Labor Day weekend... Come Labor Day weekend, we're going to be far from the shallow now. So. Oh my God. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Play, can you play us out? Bobby, my name is Delaney. I just wanted to call and share a Rita Ora story that I have. Um, so many, many years ago, I was probably like a junior in high school, so like 2012 maybe. I for Christmas, my one of my best friends got me tickets to see Rita Ora in concert in Orlando, and I was so confused. I had never heard of this woman in my whole life. And my friend was so excited to go see Rita Ora. And so I was like, I'm going to pretend to be excited because I've never heard of this person. But anyway, it was a free ticket. So I went to this concert, and she had, like, four opening acts. And then finally she came on stage after having left us standing for, like, an hour with them moving things around the stage. And she literally sang three songs, and then she was done. And it was possibly the hooiest concert ever. But anyway, I love her. So thanks for doing such a great show. Okay, love you. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>